I'm Theo. And I'm Juliet. And this is Apologies Accepted. We offer an entertaining look at some of the big issues in history by examining public apologies of the famous and infamous. We're looking at politicians, serial killers, actors, and you. Send us a public apology you would like to make, and we'll read it on the air and give you a chance to redeem yourself, or just get some guilt off your shoulders. We're here for you. Once a week, maybe more if you're really, really sorry. Accepted the, the podcast. podcast, and I'm not Theo, and it's 2022. No, it's not. Oh my god, it's 2023. <laughs> and I'm not time. Juliet. Oh, for sure, I'll do this all year. <laughs> it's still 2021 for some people. Um, yeah, um, not much going on in my world for my bacon. Um, not much is shaking bacon. Uh, had a nice quiet Christmas with my husband and my puppy dog. Um, got some cool gifts, uh, got a little figurine of a greyhound, which is really sweet and some other nice stuff I won't go into, but, uh, just a nice quiet time around the, around the fireplace with the tree and the dog and the husband and can't complain. Um, it's been raining. I can complain about that. It's been raining like crazy and there's flood flooding all over the uh, Bay area. So I was thinking about, you know, taking a little drive maybe down to Monterey or something, but the, um, the to road, look at the, the floods. Auto- to look at the floods, no, to, to get away from sort of the flooding oh, okay. and just to see what's going on down in Monterey and get a little change of scenery. But the road 101 south in South San Francisco is flooded, so I can't go that way. Um, I could go all the way around, but then it would take another extra hour and that would hardly be worth it. So, so I'm going to stay home until the floods clear up and the rain stops. Today it's supposed to be nice and I'm looking out the window. It's uh, sunny and clear, but it's supposed to start raining again tomorrow. So that's my exciting... Um, my exciting week. What's shaking bacon for you? Wow. Well, let's see. We had Christmas. We had New Year's. Apparently, I time traveled back to the year 2021 because it's 2022 yeah. for me. Yeah. But um, yep. Uh, family came in from Scotland, and we've had Christmas together, New Year's together, um, and I love them. Mm-hmm. I am tired. Oh my God, am I tired? I forgot. Well, you've had other guests too, like over the holidays. So it's kind of been nonstop uh, socializing for you. It has been nonstop socializing. And that is the thing that I am not used to anymore. Like I've been out, I've been socializing, I've gone sure. places, I've seen people, but the, but our lives pre-COVID were a lot more social. Uh, mm-hmm. And and this holiday season, sort of like we fell back into that where it was like, oh, everybody's having a party. Everybody's having a dinner. Everybody wants to have coffee, like every everybody. Um, wow. And so I'm very much looking forward to just sitting on the couch, um, maybe today, and watching TV. And everyone's just going to have to figure stuff out without me. Sorry, <laughs> I can't take you to the mall. I'm watching TV. Sorry, I can't do those dishes. I'm watching TV. Um, but yeah, so it was, you know, nice, very, um, homey, very low key. We watched New Year's Eve roll in on TV, right? Here I am complaining about how busy I am with my social life. And then I stayed home and watched TV. TV. But those people on TV are pretty social. So, um, (laughs) yeah, so very nice. And it's been time away from work, which has been great. And so it's just a lot of like 
really nice sort of unpacking of all of the day-to-day and disconnecting for as busy as we have been. It's mm-hmm. been, it's been, what am I trying to say? It's been busy doing things we don't normally do. And so mm-hmm. it's been nice. Reality will be here in two days and then boom, I'll be complaining about like normal life stuff again. So for right now, yeah. everything's great. I just remembered I have to take the tree down. So I've got to do that sometime soon. I did a, that uh, four days ago. Already? Oh my God. Wow. Yeah, everything. Uh, well, so I usually love to decorate for Christmas. Like I'm somebody's grandmother and the long lost mm-hmm. grandchild is coming back to my house to celebrate right. Christmas. Right. So right. Christmas pillows, Christmas candles, Christmas candy, Christmas dishes, just take any, take any noun and put the word Christmas in front of it. And that's what I have. <laughs> Right. Um, And so James was like, you know, the house doesn't seem like it's overly decorated for Christmas. I thought you were going to go crazy. And I was like, nah, you know, I don't want to beat Linda and Eve over the head with like Christmas, 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 Christmas. So just enough, you know, stuff out and about to make it feel like Christmas. And uh, that made it easy to take down. So I think I'm now a fan of the minimalist Christmas. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll see next year how that goes. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, but so yeah, Christmas, Christmas is over and now New Year's is over and here I am saying how much I love the holidays and it's like done. Good. Okay. Done. Over. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Well, speaking of sitting on the couch watching TV, have you seen Harry and Meghan? Um, Speaking of Harry and Meghan, yes, <laughs> I did, and I have not the whole thing. I watched the last episode, um, and I listened to a bunch of podcasts about uh, Meghan Markle primarily, right? Uh, yeah. When because Harry and Meghan, it's only about Meghan. Oh, is it? Basically, yeah. Um, I didn't see it, obviously. Oh, sorry. So uh, let me let me rephrase all that. Not the documentary, right? The, but more the, six the topic. Netflix series you didn't see. I did not watch all six uh, episodes. I okay, okay, okay. Only watched number six. I was like, "How does it end? Let's oh. l- let's get to that." <laughs> does she live? <laughs> right. Um, no, it's um, it's well, we'll just say it's a big topic. Right. Yeah. Um, even for those of us who don't particularly care about the royal family, right? We still know more details about the royal family and yeah. Harry and Meghan than than you would want to. And that's even just seeing just the one part. You say it's more than you need, which is what I figured and why I didn't watch it. So I I don't care about them. I don't want to I don't want to know about their relationship with the media or the royal family or any of it. It's just they're they're incredibly privileged people who have an amazing life. I'm sure, although it's not. I'm sure there are major problems that go along with that amazing life. But I'm personally not interested. I'm going to say I did not want to watch the series for everything you just said. Right. Yeah. Not really interested. I don't really care. It's sad for them. The happy for them. Whatever for them. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I listened to a bunch of podcasts to prep for this episode. It's like eh, find out some stuff about Harry and Meghan and some of the backstory or whatever. And um, I will say that like the universe of royal watchers, 
yeah. is a pretty intense place. These people who have absolutely no relation um, and no relationship either with these, no personal connection, are so invested that they cry, right? Like, cry over wow. this. And, okay, we all have hobbies. I, I get it. Sure. Sure, right? I I cry over stuff. Fine. Um, and so it was, when I say everything about Harry and Meghan ends, uh, is about Meghan, I mean, it ends up becoming about Meghan, right? Which is grossly yeah. unfair, but it's just where people gravitate to, right? And so the podcasts were exactly what I expected they would be, which was a lot of like, oh my God, her dress was so amazing at that one premiere that she went to. It's beautiful, la, la, la. Oh, she looks so great, la, la, la. Um, oh, she's um, she's conniving, you know, the, right. the alternate thing. Um, but one of the podcasts was talking about the docuseries. And I was like, all right, great. If I listen to this, I won't have to watch that. And this is 30 minutes and that's six hours. And basically what they said was, um, which was probably the most sensible thing I heard out of the royal universe, right, was, oh, you should watch it for yourself and form your own opinion. We can tell you what we think about it. But, right. and I was like, oh, God damn it. That means I have to watch it. <laughs> so I watched episode number six and I am going to say, um, I actually enjoyed it. I would not want to watch all six hours, but very well done. And I thought kind of honest. Um, mm -hmm. And I will get into our opinions about like Harry and Meghan and, and this media circus. But but I felt like this is this is genuine, like what they're going through and what they say they're going through is mm -hmm very visible in the press. And so our topic today being Jeremy, Jeremy, that's it. That's how you say his name, Theo, Jeremy Clarkson, yeah. um, apologizing for upsetting people, um, right. really just goes to prove the very thing that Harry and Meghan say is the problem that they're facing, right? The thing that mm -hmm. drove them away from the Royal family and, or out of Britain, um, and it's just this vile hatred that's directed at her specifically. Yeah, yeah, it it, it is. And, and um, do you think that the hatred is because she's part black? So what a great question that I did ask family members. Um, oh, interesting. So, well, yes, I thought so, too. And then <laughs> and then alarming, not alarming, but alarming. So um, so I asked so for new listeners, my husband's family is Scottish. They live outside of Glasgow. They're Scottish, 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 right? And and they're not really royalist, but they're also not, oh, I forget what, the, what it's called, but they're not members of like Scottish freedom either, right? They sort of like the way things are. We're part of England, we're part of Britain, just leave it. But the English aren't awesome people. Right. So there's not a lot of love for England, but there's also not a lot of direct hatred for England. Okay. Probably the way Canada feels about the U.S. Right. You mean England? Uh, no, no, no. The way Canada feels about the U.S. is the way Scotland feels about England. Okay. If that makes sense. Right. Sort of like okay. you can't ignore it. It's there. It impacts your life. Don't love everything they do, but they're also not awful. Blah. Okay. So, so I did ask, 
hey, what do you think about uh, Megan, Megan Markle? And right. the answer was, hater. Really? Yeah. And I was like, why? Okay, why? And were you there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the answer was, and I think that I think this gets to what Meghan Markle is feeling coming out of Britain, right? So mm -hmm. the answer was, she was welcomed with open arms. She was mm -hmm. going to be the new Diana, right? She was going to be the new fascinating princess. And instead, um, she hated everything about Britain and and left. Mm. Yeah. I, I wonder if that's true. I don't have any any idea if that's true at all. Well, I, I have not obviously not been following this in any way. I will say um, that there was a lot of um, excitement around Meghan Markle joining the royal family at at the time, and that the papers were very positive. Um, and I don't know what shifted, but. So, but some, I, let me rephrase that. I know what shifted. I don't know why it shifted specifically, um, but something shifted and it went straight from, oh, she's so beautiful to, um, oh, she's, she looked at Kate, Prince, uh, Princess Kate the wrong way. Oh, she's so mm -hmm. jealous. She's not going to be queen. Right. Um, and so it went from fact-based reporting on the dress she was wearing or the event she right. attended to speculative reporting about what she's thinking and what she's right. doing, right? So, so that the, would seem to indicate that it's not about race. It, well, that's where I go to, right? Um, so I did also ask um, my family, you know, do you think this is racial? And yeah. the answer was absolutely not and mm -hmm. then I said, well, I think there are elements of racism that are playing into this because I do. Right. And and nothing's ever 100 percent one thing. So, you know, is it racism? Sure. Um, is it also Meghan Markle maybe wasn't her own best friend at certain times? Sure. Maybe. I don't know enough about it to don't know enough about it to be having a podcast about it. Um, but. But the resistance that I got from from that statement showed me that Britain is very much where the U.S. still is slash was with racism, right? Mm -hmm. And that is um, the definition of racism is violence directed towards people of color. It's not um, crossing the street because a person of color is coming your way. Right? Is it though? No, it's not right. But but I'm saying I I have family members that also hold the oh, same. Feel, oh, I see. People feel that's the definition of racism. Exactly. Yes, I'm right. with you there. Okay. okay. So okay. right. So racism is physical violence against people right. of color, or it's because they're black. Outright not hiring yeah. somebody because they're a person of color. But right. but going a little bit deeper, and we'll use the hiring metaphor, right, um, or analogy. It's that okay. This person of color is highly qualified for the job. Maybe they're overqualified, right? Mm -hmm. And then, okay, well, maybe I'm going to end up hiring this white person. Um, right. And you don't recognize that what you've done is well, you don't have any people of color that work for your small company and you kind of didn't want to disrupt the boat or whatever. So you let a highly qualified candidate go. Um, and, and, you know, um, 
Maybe you even did it because you thought, well, they're not going to be comfortable working in our environment because everyone around here is white, right? It's a benign racism or whatever. Um, So, so I really think that's what was going on. It's that the definition of what is racism Mm -hmm. is still very much a 2010 definition of what is racism. Right, Um, right. Got it. But who knows, you know? So yeah, it's hard to it's hard to pick out what is that root of the hatred for um, Megan, but clearly people hate her. I mean, you know, a lot of people do. I don't know if she has an equal number of people who support her, but I haven't heard about it. If she does, she doesn't have like her fan base or whatever. You don't really hear about people being Meghan Markle fans. Uh, well, no, but then also she has a lot of support in Hollywood. So um, one of the things that I learned from watching episode six of Harry and Meghan, um, mm-hmm. the Netflix docuseries, I get, uh, was when when things were real. So they were living in the UK, right? Yeah. She went over the princess. Everything's amazing. Great wedding. And then all of a sudden it's, oh, she wants to be queen. Right. Um, and I think some of the hatred for sure is racism, but I also think some of it is just simply classism. Yeah. Right. Uh, but that would affect everyone in the royal family equally. And it seems like Kate Middleton isn't hated as much as Megan. She's not hated as much, but she was also raised within a culture that understands what that institution is. And yeah. it's one thing, and, and this is something that, that you'll hear a lot in the UK, right? That Meghan Markle knew what she was doing when she married into the royal family, which means she knew who she was marrying and she knew what that came with. We all know what happened to Princess Diana. We all know about paparazzi. None of that's going to be a surprise. Living with the reality of it, a bit of a different, probably becomes a surprise. You think you know, you think you can handle it. You even had a certain amount of fame and money in your own private life before you married into the royal family, meaning Meghan Markle having been um, a TV actress. You know, she probably had a nice chunk of change and had some photographers following her around sometimes uh, because she was a celebrity. But so she marries into the royal family and it becomes this whole other thing because uh, the, the family um, sort of the idea about the royal family is that when they're out in public, they put on a facade, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then when they're behind closed doors, they can like finally relax and be themselves. And um, apparently it's not the case. They they actually are what you see in public, right? right? Um, and so Meghan Markle marries into this. Things go sort of misfire. Um, there's uh, a bit about the letter that she wrote her father that becomes very public. I don't know if you know that, but it's an, it'll end up being an important part of our story today. So Meghan Markle goes from darling of the press to, you know, the whore that's wrecking England, basically. Right, and right. Um, her father, who's an American citizen, didn't help matters because he was constantly talking to the press, right? Mm-hmm. It constantly, I don't know that he was selling photos of his daughter, but it was about that that level of, right. you know, bad behavior from a parent who likes the media attention that he's receiving. And so Megan wrote her dad a private letter that was basically like, Hey, Dad, I can't invite you to the wedding because you're being an asshole, and I don't yeah. appreciate you running around telling private stories and selling, you yeah. know, selling y- stories to the press. making money off of me. Like, yeah. you know, please stop. 
And that letter gets sold to the press. Yeah. Yeah, right. And so that gets published and she becomes even more hated right? Oh. Look at the rift that she's having with her father and the relationships falling oh. apart with her family and just just terrible. And so in the midst of all of this, getting back to Meghan Markle fans, um, mm-hmm. she gets a call from Tyler Perry. And I don't know if you... I see your eyebrows sure, go up. Okay, cool. Um, That's interesting. Yes. He'd sent her a letter, which basically had said, Hey, I see what you're going through with uh, your dad, and I can see how very public it is. And uh, I don't know you, but I had an issue with my own parent, my own father. Mm-hmm. So, like, I get it. And if you ever need someone to talk to, here I am. Oh, that's nice. Right. Totally. Um, I'm going to say I never thought much of Tyler Perry one way or the other. But right. I would say my opinion probably leaned a little more on the negative side than on the positive side. Um, him, personally, completely, completely have changed my mind. So, uh, which is very important to Tyler Perry, you know that. <laughs> so he calls her um, and, and says, how are you doing? And she breaks down crying, and which makes her sound hysterical. But in the documentary, as she's recounting the story, and as Tyler Perry is recounting the story, she yeah. says, sometimes it's easier to tell someone that you don't know what's uh, troubling you. Right. Yeah. Um, and so he's, uh, Tyler Perry says, all of your fears are valid. So mm-hmm. let me help you. I have a house. Um, it's secluded. Uh, you'll be fine. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, she says, well, I don't know. Um, We, you know, maybe we could, we'd love to take you up on that and we'll be out of the house as as soon as we can, maybe Mm -hmm. a week. Right. And Mm -hmm. he's like, no, listen, you can just live there for as long as you need because you have, you have particular needs, which involve security, finances to pay for security um, and things have gotten so tough for Harry and Meghan that the royal family, when they decided they were going to step away from their official duties, um, cut them off financially, right? Oh, I didn't realize that. One hand, it does make sense, right? Which is, hey, you get an allowance, a very generous allowance, right, for going to charity events and being involved in things and and lending your voice to uh, charitable causes, Right. And and being a public servant, being a figure in the public eye. Um, but if you don't want to do that anymore, then you don't get that money. That does make sense. Right. Yeah, sure. But also, hmm, if you're not going to be a member of the royal family, then you don't get the free private security. Yeah. That we give to members of, because now That's you're no harsh. longer an official member. Right. So they had to pay for their own security details. Right. Security is expensive. Um, and so um, so Tyler Perry sends a jet and oh, and I left out a bit. Um, once they lost their private security detail um, and they were no longer officially living on the royal grounds, because that's only mm-hmm. open to official members of the royal family, um, they had moved to Vancouver and they were living uh, in a house there and their address became public. And so yeah. they had no real security, no not to the level enough. that they had, right? Yeah. Um, and so there's a uh, 
like a ring doorbell video, right? Yeah. Some random guy just walking up the pathway to their front door and peeking inside, right? Because he knows that's where Harry and Meghan live. Maybe I'll see them. Maybe they'll invite me in, right? And so uh, Tyler Perry flies them to California and they go to his house, um, one of his many houses, and nobody knows where they are. And so they get six weeks to like sort of have privacy and and breathe. So when I say like uh, she has Hollywood supporters, it's more than just like, oh, I really like you, Megan. It's, hey, I'll send my jet for you and you can live in my house and we've never met. Right. Wow. So, yeah, totally, completely amazing. So are there fans out there? For sure. Right. But I think more important, um, there's there's help out there for them. Um, Oh, that's good. I will say I do think sometimes it can be a little whiny hearing them talk about their issues. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, their issues are real. So, yeah, I guess you you have a reason to whine. Yeah, they probably need better PR. Um, yeah, so so anyway, so the um, the second half of the Netflix series was released on December 15th. And the next day, um, the actual topic of our podcast, now that we're half an hour into it, um, <laughs> Jeremy Clarkson, <laughs> Jeremy Clarkson, who's a well-known British columnist, he writes for the British tabloid The Sun, and he also writes for the Sunday Times, and I think he does some other stuff here and there as well. Um, anyway, he responded to the Netflix series release with a column in The Sun uh, all about how much he hates Megan. And he said things like, at night, I'm unable to sleep as I lie there grinding my teeth and dreaming of the day when she is made to parade naked through the streets of every town in Britain while the crowds can't chant shame and throw lumps of excrement at her. So have you seen Game of Thrones? Uh, duh. I have eyes. I, I haven't. Uh, is this Stop. actually a scene from Game of Thrones? Yes. Uh, it's when Cersei, I think that was her name. It's been a while since I've seen, uh, seen Game of Thrones. Um, the Queen... Uh-huh. Or it doesn't matter. Royal figure, right? Very yeah. high. I think she was the actual queen of the realm. Um, it, her whatever she did, um, and some of it was she had uh, sex with her brother, and I think she got caught with that too. But oh. yeah, I mean, it's Game of Thrones. It was pretty dramatic. Um, yeah. But so her head's shaved, and she is paraded through the town, and people throw excrement at her. And shout shame. And this was uh, a penance that she had to perform in order to move, be released from her guilt or whatever, right? Um, And so it was really about the church sort of keeping, it doesn't matter, Theo, who cares, Game of Thrones stuff. Um, So yes, that is an actual scene. So it was a scene from Game of Thrones. And the actress did walk naked through the streets, right? Um, Okay. And so I totally got the reference when oh, you did. Jeremy when said it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally got the reference. Um, probably not that, that makes it any better. Not the most but, elegant way. To, well, it's problematic. Yeah. Um, yeah. To say the least. And, and then he went on to say, everyone who's my age thinks the same way. But what makes me despair is that younger people, especially girls, think she's pretty cool. They think she was a prisoner of Buckingham Palace, forced to talk about nothing but embroidery and kittens. And then he said uh, he hated her on a cellular level more than he hated Scotland's first minister, Nicola Sturgeon. Poor Nicola Sturgeon. She didn't do anything wrong. And serial killer Rose West. Um, so, I mean, that's that's pretty harsh. It's it's pretty harsh. And also, why? 
Exactly. Well, he's got a reputation, so Clarkson was fired in 2015 as host of a car show on the BBC after punching a producer. And he's also punched Piers Morgan, insulted various races, and publicly used the N-word. Um, he has two Amazon Prime video series, one called The Grand Tour, which is probably car-related, and one called Clarkson's Farm. So he has a farm, right? And, and he, I guess this is about his farm. Uh, and he has a farm store, which has been closed since a week after the publication of the, of the um, article where he talked about making Megan walk through the streets naked. Um, and he also hosts Who Wants to Be a Millionaire for ITV. ITV said there are no plans to take action following the column, while Amazon has yet to comment about the forthcoming season. And an Instagram, what? Go ahead. Oh, no, I'm just like, uh, yeah, yeah. The, and it, he's, he's got a reputation for being a hothead. He's so a dick. I'm writing an article like But he's, a, he's funny a funny dick, dick sometimes. I've never seen him be funny, so I, I, I read some references to people saying that he was funny, so I'll 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 accept that. Well, um, I don't know I don't know if you'll laugh, but um in I think it was the Grand Tour, um he's driving a Jeep Wrangler, right? And mm -hmm. so um all of his whatever the car thing was, I used to I would catch a couple of episodes of Top Gear, not on purpose, but Okay. It was watchable, right? And it was okay. like three guys, um and they would tell you about cars and engines and things about cars. And then they would test drive a car, right? And it was always a different car. But sometimes it would be things like a Yugo, right? Let's, let's, here's an old Yugo. Let's take, let's right, it out. right. And you'd, the history of the car or whatever. So it could be interesting. Um, and then um, one of the guys was gay, but he wasn't out yet, um, older guy. Um, and they got on. It was, it was like a buddy show. It was fun. It was all right. Um, and uh, anyway, so he's driving a Jeep Wrangler, and one of his colleagues says to him, oh, you know, that's like the official car for gay people. You're so brave to be driving it. And, um, and he made some jokes or whatever, right? And, uh, and a popular uh, singer who's gay, this guy named Will Young, I think it's Will Young, uh, said something like, Oh, those comments were homophobic, and I yeah. mean, sure, because they they were playing like music over the over the banter, and it was uh -huh. like the music's it's raining men, right? Uh, and so uh -huh. it was you know gay, 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 fun, 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 right? Gay people are funny, ha, huh? yes, and sure, yes. So, um, so anyway, he said, "Hey, listen, um, Will Young, I am you know." Sorry if if you were offended, and I'm I'm sorry to anybody who was offended. It it was just fun, and I can assure you that I am not homophobic. I enjoy watching lesbians on the internet, and uh, that was funny. I guess. I mean, not my joke, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, that's kind of a common thing that men say when they claim to not be homophobic. Right. And it's kind of kind of dumb, and I don't know if it's funny, but but I I understand that people think he's funny, so that's cool. Um, but uh, so certain people have come out against his uh, his uh, column. His daughter is one of them. She's a podcast host. I don't know what kind of podcast she has, but her name is Emily Clarkson. And she said she wanted to make it very clear that I stand against everything my dad wrote about Meghan Markle. My views are and have always been clear when it comes to misogyny, bullying and the treatment of women by the media. Yay. Do you know what podcast she does? I do not. Okay, I should have looked it up, but I didn't. I was I was curious, but not curious enough. Uh, and Nicola Sturgeon, who I mentioned earlier, told the Times, "I think what he said about Meghan Markle was deeply misogynist and just downright awful and horrible." 
On Friday, after the column came out, uh, The Sun apologized for running the column and removed the article from its website and archives, supposedly at Clarkson's request, noting in a post to its website that the column had provoked a strong response. The statement said, Columnist opinions are their own, but as a publisher, we realize that with free expression comes responsibility. We at The Sun regret the publication of this article, and we are sincerely sorry. Now, I doubt that they're sorry, because they didn't have to publish the freaking article in the first place, and they thought it was fine for publication, and, and then when people i mean it's just all about getting attention like That's everything else these days everything there right because jeremy clarkson does not sit down and write an article that just gets straight published online right yeah. or or plopped into print right? right it goes through an editorial process it goes through several hands yeah. it gets approved there's a whole chain of command because nobody ever wants to be the single person held accountable for a mistake prover, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh and right and fair. So several people read that before it was published and they yep. all agreed with it. They oh I don't know if they it. agreed with the with the sentiment, but they agreed that it should be published as is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um they read that paragraph about having her paraded through the streets and they thought, well, this will get some attention. So they probably published it for that reason. Um in a letter signed by more than 60 MPs addressed to the Sun's editor, Victoria Newton, Caroline Noakes, a conservative party member and chair of Parliament's Women and Equalities Committee, called the column's retraction welcomed and declared an apology to Markle be issued immediately. The mayor of London took to Twitter to offer his own condemnation of Clarkson, writing, As Jeremy Clarkson should well know, words have consequences. The words in his piece are no joke. They're dangerous and inexcusable. We are in an epidemic of violence against women and girls, and men with powerful voices must do better than this. So as of December 26th, the BBC reported that more than 12,000 complaints were filed to IPSO, which was the Independent Press Standards Organization, over what Clarkson said in his column. By comparison, a total of 14,000 complaints were filed in all of 2021. So almost that many complaints were filed just about this one particular article. Um, and I guess nothing's going to be done about it except they took the article down. So. They, they took the article down um, and... Good for them. That was the thing to do. Um, yes. And then, you know, issued a an apology. That's what they called it. Well, sort um, of. Yeah, they yeah. did issue an apology. You're right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and that will be that. That's, that's the end of that. So nothing yeah. will happen to Clarkson, right? Um, no. And Clarkson, um, the next Monday, actually addressed the response, but he didn't apologize. He said, uh, he tweeted um, a, a comment saying, oh dear, I'd rather put my foot in it. In a column I wrote about Megan, I made a clumsy reference to a scene in Game of Thrones, and this has gone down badly with a great many people. I'm horrified to have caused so much hurt, and I shall be more careful in future. Which is bullshit. Um, oh, it's totally bullshit. And, it's, and just starting with, oh dear... Oh dear! Right, yeah. which yeah. absolutely belittles uh, all of the concern that was raised, right? Or dismisses yeah. for sure. Um, oh dear! I'm sure that Jeremy Clarkson, uh, who loves watching lesbians on the internet, is not yeah. the sort of guy that says, "Oh dear." No. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's not a natural phrase for him. So, so he's doing it to be a dick. Um, yes, and Meghan Markle's. 
a spokesperson for Meghan Markle slammed Clarkson statement, saying the fact that the Sun has not contacted the Duchess of Sussex to apologize shows their intent. This is nothing more than a PR stunt. While the public absolutely deserves the publication's regrets for their dangerous comments, we wouldn't be in this situation if the Sun did not continue to profit off of and exploit hate, violence, and misogyny. A true apology would be a shift in their coverage and ethical standards for all. Unfortunately, we're not holding our breath. Um, and then... Um, Talk TV Australia's royal editor Sarah Hewson said, I think what Jeremy Clarkson's article in The Sun did, where he talked about his visceral hatred of Meghan, actually vindicated a lot of what they had said in the documentary about the things that had been written about them in the press. She added Meghan had talked about the death threats that stemmed from the kind of coverage that she had received. So I'm sure she's gotten plenty more death threats since Jeremy Clarkson wrote his column. Um, and the whole thing is a mess. Um, and there was no apology from Jeremy Clarkson. There was an apology from The Sun, which uh, that apology I would give a zero out of 10 because I feel it was insincere. And the apology from Clarkson, I can't even rate because it doesn't exist. Uh, agreed. And I am right there with you. I'm not even like going to offer uh, a one uh, because yeah. it is, it's a very self-serving apology and that's not good. Yeah. Uh, Clarkson is, is truly a horrible person. He's, he, said, he said things like, um, serious people talking about climate change, such as Markle and Greta Thunberg, have made matters worse. He said, when Meghan Markle told me to leave the car at home, I wanted to shoot a polar bear in the middle of its face, <laughs> which is a little bit funny, but not funny at the same time. And he called her a simpering victim and a silly, silly little cable TV actress, which is totally ridiculous. Um, and then at his final column of the year for the Times, he said, I, I hope your Christmas is happy too and that all of you except Meghan Markle have a great break. And that was after, I think, his, um, yeah, that was after his, his column in The Sun. So he's just an asshole. Well, and I'm going to say this, if, if you want to build your brand around how much you hate a specific person, um, it doesn't feel like the smartest move. No. Right? Um, so, so yeah. And, uh, and he's vile, but I'll yeah. say this uh, in regards to how what Jeremy Clarkson did proved what Meghan and Harry have been saying all along, right? Yeah. That that the the vitriol that is directed at her specifically leads to um, uh, threats, right, and mm -hmm. causes her to feel. Um, insecure because duh i would feel that way too if i received horrible death threats um so what i think happened here is jeremy clarkson said what the paper itself can actually no longer say uh and this all stems and what thea why why do you say that because the papers used to publish really, really, really vile stuff about Meghan Markle, right? Highly mm. speculative, blah, blah, blah. Um, remember the letter that she wrote her father that mm -hmm. was sold to a newspaper um, or leaked to the newspaper. I don't know that it was actually sold. Um, mm. She sued over that. She sued for invasion of privacy and invasion of copyright because it was her letter. Oh. And... She won, which is a very hard thing to do when you are suing a newspaper, right? Uh, it's a little easier in the UK, arguably, than it is in the United States, 
but it is still a very difficult task in the UK to sue a newspaper, right? Um, and so she won. And basically, here's here's all the behind the scenes stuff. So when she was in England and she was drafting this letter, she sent a copy of the letter to her secretary, right? Mm -hmm. And said, this is a confidential letter. Please treat this with care. Um, you know, and then I didn't, I didn't read the whole thing that she said. So I don't know if she was looking for feedback or, you mm -hmm. know, this is, this is a copy of the draft. Please, you know, file away when all the places where it needs to be filed, whatever. Right. Uh, but the, the secretary was told that the letter was confidential and private. However, Megan did send that message by text. And that secretary then later goes to work for Prince William after Megan and Harry leave the UK. So mm -hmm. her secretary is now working for Prince William. Mm -hmm. As this lawsuit against this newspaper is brewing, and it goes on for three years, right? As this lawsuit is dragging on, she has two kids. She moves to California, right? They start a production company. Um, and the text message that she sent her secretary ended up in the uh, newspaper's uh, lawyer's hands, right? Oh. So the secretary gave the text to the prosecutor. Was the prosecutor right. defendant? Defendant. Um who, you know, to, to the opposing team, right? Yeah, to damage yeah. Meghan Markle's case, oh uh, which points to palace intrigue because the yeah. secretary did not do that without the approval of Prince William. It, that right. just didn't happen, right? Because right. the secretary's still working there. Um, and so when she wins this lawsuit, what this does for the British tabloids is it lets them know that you can only go so far. And so why does Jeremy Clarkson get to publish an opinion piece about Meghan Markle, where he calls for her to be paraded naked through the street and have excrement thrown at her? Because the newspaper can't get so sued for that, but they can still generate revenue off of that. So mm -hmm. that's all this is about. And we can expect a lot more opinion pieces about Meghan Markle in the UK in these shitty papers. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I mean, on one hand, it's, is that the price of fame? For some people, yes, it is. For some people. Yeah. But, it um, hasn't been for us, but. Yeah, fortunately. Uh, but but really, all she did was marry a, a prince. I mean, is that that terrible? Like, I don't know. It's I, she married she married the son of Princess Diana, right? Yeah, and she married into arguably the last remaining monarchy that holds any semblance of I don't want to use the word power, but let's importance. Right. Um, when Buckingham Palace speaks, that gets reported in the press uh, mm -hmm. around the world. When the Prince of Denmark speaks, only the Danish people hear about it. Right. I see what you're saying. And so, so bigger than just marrying a prince, she's marrying into an institution. And the mm -hmm. institution has a deal. I don't know this to be true, but it makes all the sense in the world with the press. 
because the press gets money off of publishing stories about the royal family and the royal family gets to influence public sentiment through the press, right? And so it's a symbiotic relationship. They need each other to feed each other. Mm. I've made that up and that sounds so good. <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't know. No, well, it's poor Meghan Markle. I feel for her. I do too. I mean, I'm going to say the part of the reason why I decided to watch the, uh, the episode, aside from the fact that I'm America's hero and I wanted to save you from having to do that, um, was I did want to just sort of like reaffirm my opinion of Meghan Markle, which Mm -hmm. is um, I lean more on the positive side, don't know enough about anything to have a really informed opinion, but positive, sure. Um, And... uh, and I didn't, and of course, I'm going to say I didn't see anything that changed my opinion, right? Right. Because of Harry and Meghan had right. a big hand in the production of this piece, and they're not uh, going to... I see. Right. So I think it came through their own production company. Um, <laughs> as a matter of fact, I know that it came through their own production company. Uh, um, I see. And so what are they going to do, right? They can't go out and get jobs at Home Depot. Um, right. They can only trade off the value of their names. And so yes. that's what they've done. And they've gotten their $100 million deal. So they're set. I mean, maybe they weren't, maybe it's not the lifestyle that Prince Harry had in the UK, right. but you got a nice fine. house in Santa Barbara. It's, yeah, yeah you're, everything's good. Right. And so um, maybe they can go back to a, I, and I'll also say this they're very active in their charities, right? They don't that's have good. to be. No, no, it's, especially now. I mean, they don't have to do anything they don't want to do. Watch, they totally disappear now after we say, like, oh, they're great yeah. heroes <laughs> for all the work they do. <laughs> we got our money. Thanks, bitches. Bye. <laughs> all right. Yeah, all right, well, that's Harry and Meghan. That's Harry and Meghan. We hate Clarkson, We hate them. So <laughs> we hate Clarkson, not him. Not them, just Jeremy. Um, so, okay, so I have a Who's Sorry Now, which I came up with at the last minute. Um and it is the um, Eli Lilly and the various companies that make the weight loss drugs that I'm on because they are screwing around with their customers. Um, they, first, they don't make enough. And this is not just Eli Lilly, but the, but the other companies as well. So there's like four or five drugs that are GLP-1. Um, are they agonists? I'm not sure. Um, anyway, that, that um, are the new sort of class of weight loss drugs that you inject at once a week. And, and um, everyone wants to be on this, these drugs now. And they're not approved. I think only one is approved for weight loss and the others are approved for diabetes, but are not, um, are not can be prescribed off-label for weight loss. So uh, first off, the companies didn't make enough to meet demand. So it's been iffy trying to get hold of these drugs Um for, for the last year. So I've been on one for, uh, well, I've been on various ones because it's been difficult to get them, um, for the last year. And, um, not only now is it, uh, difficult to get hold of them, but the cost of them, if you can't pay for insurance or if your insurance won't pay for it, it'll cost you about $1,500 a month to pay for these drugs. Right. And that, a lot. that is, is bad enough, but not only that, but the, the drug companies gave out a coupon for, um, that would let you pay $25 a month to take these drugs, which is if, if insurance didn't cover it, which is obviously a huge, uh, a huge benefit. Um, but now just in the last month or so, they've, uh, 
pulled the coupon back. So you have to pay full price now. So I expect an apology from these companies for jerking me around uh, regarding the, these drugs. And they will be approved for weight loss probably at the end of next year or at the end of this year now. Um, but that's a long time to wait. And by that time, I'll have gained back all the weight I've lost. So <laughs> <laughs> Is that the plan? The beginning. <laughs> that's just the facts. <laughs> So I, I want an apology. Thank you very much. You can send it to me at, at the uh, address of this podcast. You're right, exactly. Do you have, do you have a who's sorry now or uh, apology ex- expected? I have an apology expected, um, oh, cool. and it's from CNN. And apology expected for firing Kathy Griffith um, off of the Anderson Cooper New Year's Eve show. I tried to. When was she fired? Oh, because of the Trump photo. When? Oh, back last year. Uh, no, no, no. Several years ago. Um, okay. And so uh, she she did the Trump photo. I don't remember when that was, but then uh, CNN immediately fired her. Like this right, is horrific. Right. This is so low. This is so awful. And and New Year's Eve has never been the same since. Mm-hmm. And last night I tried to watch Anderson Cooper and. Uh, the other guy, Andy, Andy Cohen. Cohen. Thank you. Um, yeah. And it turned He's the awful. volume down. It was so bad. It was so not interesting. I did oh. not care what. I didn't even care that it was New Year's. <laughs> That's how bad it was. <laughs> I've, I've been reading things about, and, and somehow in reading about Meghan Markle, I stumbled upon some articles about Andy Cohen, and he seems like a real jerk, too. I'm going to say not a fan. Um, yeah. But also, I just, I, the, the pop culture that he represents is not the pop culture that I'm interested in. I'm not really Amen. interested in any pop culture, but yeah. um, other Certainly than not that sort of exactly thing. right. Uh, yeah. And so, not a fan, but also just uh, what I've seen and heard of him. I'm like, oh my god, you think so much of yourself. Yeah. Calm down. Right. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, I guess that's it for this week. That is it for this week. Happy New Year, everybody. Yes, Happy New Year. and um, Stay cool, cucumbers. And we love you. And we love you. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Listening to Apologies Accepted, the podcast. You can find links to the articles and the sources in the show notes. To submit an apology or find out more, visit us at apologiesaccepted.net, where you can also find our merchandise. We're on Twitter at Apologies Accepted and on Instagram at Apologies.accepted. You can support our important work at Patreon forward slash Apologies Accepted and fuck Facebook. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.